Welcome to another episode of the Good Listening To podcast with me, Chris Grimes. A GLT with me, CG, which is a slippery slope to a G&T with me, CG. And we're recording, please. So I bid you welcome to another very exciting episode of the Good Listening To podcast. And today we've got the lovely Claire Burney, who's from Working Voices, which we have in common. Hello, Claire. <laughs> welcome. And why game we're show, isn't it? <laughs> game Claire's show. Fine. Hello. You're doing very well so far. And why I'm, what we're going to be doing is uh, using some lovely storytelling archetypes, where the intention of the podcast is to bring uh, my guests, Claire Burney, into a clearing, which will be a clearing of her choice. Then there are some lovely storytelling archetypes of a tree where we shake it to see which apples fall out. And in a nutshell, you're here to tell your story, amplify your brand, and also this will amplify the, the nature and personality of the Working Voices trainers that we, we, we are, and that is our commonality as well. Then there's also other uh, storytelling archetypes. There's some alchemy and some gold about what you, Claire, do when you're in flow and in purpose. And then I'll award you with a cake at the end of this conversation. Lovely. Boom. So first question, how's morale? How are you today? Yeah, good, good. We're, uh, we're in the process of moving home at the minute. So I'm sort of in and amongst a number of boxes. But yeah, we're good. We're good. Life is, life is good. Sunny and, sunny and lovely Wokenham. And yeah, all happy. So you're in boxes, but about to unpack the box. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I see what I did there. That, yeah, unconsciously. Let's unpack your box by bringing you. <laughs> and by the way, I, I love using analogy and metaphors, so this is great. I know that sales is your particular strength, bag, and expertise. Would you think that was a fair summation? Yeah, it's it's something that I've done. I mean, I I kind of fell out of school not really knowing what I wanted to do when I grew up, um, and I found myself in a in a sales job and it was just something that you know understanding people and the psychology of how they operate it was just something that fascinated me and something um that I had a bit of a knack for so yeah naturally fell into it really and I love that expression I fell out of school I fell out of school <laughs> <laughs> yeah a bit lost not knowing what I wanted to do but yeah kind of sales found me it was just it was it was something that um I was passionate about yeah and by the way, I Googled you because I could before we yeah. spoke to each other. Today. And on your Working Voices profile, I noticed it said one of the things you do is you have, you're famous for giving a 1700% return on investment. <laughs> yeah. So the comedian in me thinks that if I invest a pound in terms of, you know, I'll in, in, then if, so basically you'll end up sending me 1700 pounds. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> More delighted to speak to you, if I may say. So let's get cracking with the storytelling archetype. So what does a clearing look like to you? Where does Claire Burney go to get invigorated, freshly landscaped, you know, so you can, so that's a weird expression, freshly landscaping you. But where do you go to get clutter-free and, and innovative? I think for me, it's really interesting. I was, I was giving this question some thought and um, I am a prolific doodler and writer i i have notepads and in in amongst my boxes i came across probably about 20 of these pucker pads um and 
<laughs> literally and they're all recyclable by the way so you know environmentally that. friendly and all that i love um, the inspiration of pucker pads and i love the fact that pads, yeah directly for the planet project book you know uh, you know i mean i've got so many of them um and that's where i go for my clearing just having a blank piece of paper and just to sort of empty my thoughts really i mean i, I read some of these notes and and don't always make sense of them <laughs> what was i thinking there um but it's just it helps me to, to 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 get my thoughts on paper and to to sort of externalize them really um and i don't know if you remember chris do you remember when um when when the whole lockdown situation happened um we had a working voices virtual meeting and i remember you specifically saying admiring my my flip chart paper at the back there yeah. And and this has now become my giant doodle pad at home. Okay. So yeah, it, it really helps. It really you, helps. You inspired me to get my own. Sort Yay! Of <laughs> there you go. I thought yeah. the screen, but you inspired me to do that because I, we were all missing the the sort of being live and in person, weren't we? Yeah, it's almost like trying to trying to recreate the classroom environment virtually yeah. and. That was just, you know, I'm, I am, I, I love a flip chart. I feel yeah. it's like my anchor, my sort of security blanket. So bringing that into the home environment, I think has really, really helped. One of my own quirks with flip charts is when I'm training in a room, I need to write my name on it. Um, and other trainers have said, what are you doing that for? But it's a bit like the metaphorical, it's making it territorial. So rather than having a sort of we in each corner, which could be one choice, I, I invariably just need to stamp the fact that I'm in this room and then you yeah. make it yours and then people join you in your space then it's your environment love that yeah so i love the fact that you're a you're a a, a, a doodler and an externalizer and and getting your ideas out of your head and onto paper is where you go for your clearing yeah and and this could be at any time of the day chris i've i've got a notepad by the side of my bed and sometimes i'll have thoughts creative ideas at the most obscure time of the, the evening so i just find that if i have that notepad and pen if i do suddenly get a, a thought you know two o'clock in the morning i can capture it down and then go back to sleep again so it doesn't it doesn't interrupt my my thoughts so yeah i have i have notepads everywhere in the house really i relate to that really well as well i've had such weird sleep rhythms over the pandemic and normally four o'clock in the morning are my very creative, but also the next day, quite expensive times to have your genius thoughts. Yeah. You're in good company. Apparently Sting back in the day, I don't know if you remember this story, but he dreamed every breath you take, wake up, dumped it onto a bit of paper. And of course the rest is history. Wow. Um, I think sometimes a bit like in the dreamscape in the sort of twilight zone of existential angst, wibble, waking up. It's really good to tune into your own rhythms. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Really good. So with your permission, then I'm going to join you in your clearing on your metaphorical doodle pad. Perfect. And within your clearing now, let's think about drawing a tree together where we're going to shake your tree in the clearing to see which story apples fall out. And the storytelling exercise that we um, have agreed that you thought about, that's the only preparation you had to do, is where you've had five minutes to think about four things that inspire you. Sorry, four things that shaped you, three things that inspire you, Two things that really never fail to grab your attention and then one quirky or unusual fact about you, Claire Burney, that we couldn't possibly know until you decide to tell us. So it's your tree to shake. Which one of those apples would you first like to talk about? I think the one that really resonated the most with me, Chris, is the is the what shaped me. And um, 
whenever I sort of think about sort of who I am today, I always go back to my mum. My mum is an incredibly strong, um, independent woman, really. You know, she married my dad at a young age and my dad was in the military. Um, So my mum had to um, adapt really quickly to that, that life. Um, we moved around from country to country as kids growing up um, and my mum just just got on with it you know she she never moaned um, she brought up three kids sort of a lot of the time single-handedly you know she had to be the the fun parent but also had to be the disciplinarian because my dad wasn't there um, and yeah, just and, and she was a nurse as well. So, you know, holding down a really tough, gritty job um, and bringing up three kids alone, uh, you know, that, that sort of independent driver and being able to stand on your own two feet is, is something that I think is, is definitely uh, a value that I hold really dearly to my heart. And I, I think that that comes from my mum, my that's shaped by her. There's a lovely irony there that your father's in the military and yet your mum was the disciplinarian. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Crazy, right? Crazy. And so where do you position in your siblings? Are you the youngest, oldest? Where do you fit? Where do you fit? I, was, I was the youngest, yeah. So I've got an older brother, Darren, and I've got an older sister, Nikki. Um, so yeah, I was, the, I was the baby of the family. But yeah. just, you know, we had the best childhood. You know, although we moved around a lot and, you know, there's, there's a certain level of adjustment. My mum you know, my mum always made sure that we kind of never wanted for anything. And we all got to go to what my brother got to his his karate club, I'd go to my dancing club and, you know, all these things. Um, And I just, I I admire that sort of, um, that ability to, to, to be independent and, and, and kind of look after yourself, but also sort of be responsible, um, as my mum was. Yes. And what countries did your father's job take you to? So we, we spent a lot of time in Spain. Um, we lived in Scotland. We've obviously lived in various different parts in England. So kind of a, a lot of places within the UK, but uh, predominantly Spain um, was where we were based for a number of years in, in Gibraltar. So uh, I say Spain, but it's almost like the mini England with a bit of sun. So Yeah, lovely. Yeah. And your accent, where are you from originally? I, I won't just guess, just tell us where you're from originally. Uh, originally from Scotland, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> I have zero Scottish accent, but if you speak to my uh, my mum and my dad, they're they're really broad. Particularly my mum, she's never lost her accent. Um, but that's yeah, cool. I'm, I'm I'm definitely the the one that's it's faded the most with. Because ironically, you've ended up sounding a bit like you're north north of England somewhere, not yeah. approaching Scotland, but your your accent's coming, you're converging down towards the southeast. But yeah. I would it's somewhere like I suppose Yorkshire, Lancashire, somewhere like that, but. Do you know what weirdly and I think that that was uh that was probably as a result I lived in Manchester um for for, for sort of three and a half to four years so perhaps that little twang that little mank twang is kicking in somewhere mank. along the lines expression mank twang Bang. that resonates really well in my life I grew up in Uganda until I was 10 years old and then my parents then came back to the UK and moved around quite a lot and we yeah. converge to fit in don't we if you move around yeah. a lot your accent can evolve or ebb and flow and your dialect changes slightly yeah definitely and you know i think uh it's 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 
it's not the easiest of the life military life when you're when you're sort of a, a kid you get you meet your friends and they're your world and and then all of a sudden you're up in sticks and you're moving again so it, it it's tough but i think it it builds a sort of level of tenacity in you and a bit of a bit of resilience that you know and adaptability as well so i think that's why i quite like going to new places and experiencing you know new people new environments because you know i've just grown up with it really i was going to, i was absolutely thinking of the word resilience as you were talking there's that lovely spin on the darwin quote of the survival of the fittest in the modern times it's much more about the most adaptive and responsive yeah. that are going to survive and so yeah. resilience and adaptability are something that you have very much in your in your your capability it would seem yeah yeah definitely i think probably i'd say about four or five years ago though i had to really kind of dig deep to find that i i i moved to manchester as you as you know and it was really kind of spawned out of um lots of things that it just had a really crappy year it's probably the only way i could describe it it was um uh i'd split up from a, a very serious relationship i was due to marry this person um, and I just wanted to escape. I wanted a, a new environment, new horizon. So I took myself off to Manchester and uh, um, I was, you know, originally really excited about it, but things started to go wrong quite quickly. So work started to dry up. I was skint. I didn't know anyone, felt really quite isolated. And, um, and I was just having a, a bit of a rough time really. And, and I remember, uh, it was a really small thing, but I ended up getting a um, a parking ticket. Now, a parking ticket's not the end of the world by any means, but when you're kind of low, it's almost like the the the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, and I remember just 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 being in this mess. Um, but as I was sifting through the the sort of same post, I I came across a a little. Um, Sort of handwritten envelope and it was from my mum um and I'd, I've, I've got I brought I got the card with me because it just it's something that stays stays with me um and she she wrote a, a a card with me and it and it says the card I don't know if you can see um if you can dream it, it you can achieve it yeah and and she just wrote this beautiful like really personalized message inside about you know you know that that I'm resilient and I'm you know, not to lose sight of that and remember that. And, and it just, honestly, it chokes me up seeing this card because it's, it just, it takes me back to my mum and remembering that my mum's been that resilient person. It was just, and it was clarity. I needed, I needed that from mum. I needed that to kind of get me out of this little hole that I was in, so. I yeah. love that, the, the idea of the pain of the parking ticket, the yin and the yang of the parking ticket and yeah. the same postal delivery has yeah. beautiful handwritten, this is you, Claire, you've got this to sort of nudge you towards your future, refrain things for you. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I just, it just, it gave me the clarity that I needed. And, and, you know, and, and it, it sort of, you say, they say, think good luck happens in three, um, you know, and it, and it absolutely did. It was almost like a domino effect. Once I kind of changed my mindset and sort of got out, I don't want to say pity party, but got out of that kind of negative frame of mind good things started to, to happen. Work started to pick up. I started to meet more people. I loved Manchester to the point I didn't want to leave it. So, it, you know, it, 
it was it was a, a, a kind of massive um, difficult year at the time, but just something that has massively shaped, I think, who I am today. I love that story and uh, I'm able to resonate with, there's something I've got in my house, which is a poster where I was having a really, really, really rocky time. And I'd, I'd been really having to go really out on the outer limb and still being with the people that were causing me the pain. Yeah. But came back home and work was about to really change. And in fact, it was around about the time we got going with Working Voices, but there's a poster in my house to this day because I got back home and my wife had put a poster on the wall which says, work hard and be nice to people. And she said, that's you, that is. And I went, ah, who? And again, you can get something iconic. And, and your mum's thing made me think about, um, you know, what's meant for you won't pass you by. Yeah. And your mum's timing there as a parent and that wonderful, just beautiful moment of just clarity and timing and just the right nudge is just a beautiful story. Yeah, she and it's it is and it's instinctive with mum. She, you know, she she lives up in uh, the northeast in Newcastle, um, and it's almost she just it's just like she knew that I'd kind of was at that you know real down phase. And yeah, yeah, beautiful. And and I and I I, I keep I've got a little sort of memory box in my house, and you know that's that's firmly placed there. So. And just to, to recap the, what, what it says, because we're going to re release this obviously as a podcast, just tell us what the card says again. So it's, if you can dream, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. A perfectly timed nudge from your mum. And presumably you've told your mum that, hey, thanks, that was good timing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. You know, she, she's, uh, she is, she's, she's like my life coach, really, you know, un unconsciously. <laughs> yeah. She's the, the person that I go to when, you know, I need advice or support. And um, I probably perhaps need to tell her more um, <laughs> because I think she's she's strong, independent. She might not always. Uh, maybe I need to, to give that feedback more frequently. But she yeah, she's 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 definitely an incredible woman. Beautiful. Uh, so um, Anything else you want to tell us about the apple tree? We can go to what inspires you or a quirky fact. You know, you can go where you like. Yeah, I think um, I think one of the things that, you know, inspires me and you, you probably will have. Um, it kind of feeds into the um, sort of the story that we were talking about is just sort of authenticity for me and um, being real. I think. Um, we, we're very lucky to work with people um, in sort of in, in, in these big corporate environments. And I think, you know, when they when they come into that sort of training environment, like you say, you know, the, your environment, you're inviting them in. Often we find that people just have this this corporate mask on, you know, it's it's uh, you're meeting a kind of version of them, the, the, the transactional version of them. And what I just love and I'm really privileged to be able to do this as a job. Um, is chipping away at people's kind of resistance to get that mask down. And, and when, you, when you've got it and you've got that level of trust between them and you, I just, that's, that's where the magic really happens for me. And that's, that's why I do kind of what I do. It's the, you know, getting people to become the best versions of the real them. You know, that's, that's, that's what I'm sort of passionate about. And that's, that's what inspires me when, when I've got that. By the way, that's such a lovely segue into the alchemy and gold that I'd like to talk about. You're giving us this in spades anyway. I can see the gold in front of you. 
But is there anything, when you are in purpose and in flow, what does Claire Burney most enjoy bringing? Yeah, I think it's that, that level of trust where you connect to another person in an environment where they just feel completely safe to be totally and utterly vulnerable without judgment. And I, and I think that that only happens when that corporate mask goes down. That only happens when, when you truly connect with people on a sort of authentic level rather than that transactional level. Um, and that's, that for me is that that's the fire in my belly. That's, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. And of itself, that's the wonderful evocation of using somebody external to your normal job role because someone can come in super objectively and just get a little bit under your mask and sort of nudge at you without yeah. any other agenda than helping you get to a clearer place about who you truly are. Yeah. So I yeah. love that. Um, so um, quirky or unusual fact before I award you with a cake, Claire Burley. Oh, oh, okay. So a quirky fact about me... I nearly had a career as an Irish dancer. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So growing up, as I said, my mum, my mum was the she. She'd be taking us to all of our clubs, and I, I used to love dancing. That was my thing. Um, and I chose Irish dancing purely uh, because of the dresses. I, I loved the outfits that they wore. There was no other, there was no other reason. We went through all of the different styles of dancing and my mum told me what they wore and Irish dancing was the, the outfit that most gravitated, uh, gravitated to. Um, but yeah, I did it for years and I did it, I, I did it when we were in Spain. I did it when we were in Scotland. When we moved down south, I continued to do it. Um, and I was kind of, it was at the point of, um, I was at school, um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was a kind of choice about, you know, do I continue with dancing and take it sort of to the, down the professional route, yeah. um, or do I, um, kind of work? So it was, it was a tough balance. I, you know, I would like to get back into it. It's not, it's not something, it's, it's a party trick after a couple of drinks. That's when it generally appears is my, is my Irish dancing. But um, yeah, it's, it's a passion. I an opportunity. When we were in Abu Dhabi together and we were having quite a nice time with Working Voices working for a yeah. <laughs> lot of opportunities to sort of have a, a real gas. And I, next time I'll know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, we, we've got, we've got a, a kind of budding... Michael Flatley in our mist. <laughs> Love that. And I'm presuming it was the dresses that attracted him to all. Yeah, there Michael. you go. You never know. And I have to ask, do you still flex your dancing muscles to this day then as much as you might like? Not so much. No, I, I must admit it's, um, it's definitely something that I would like to get back into. Um, and I think, you know, certainly um, once we're, we're back into our, in our new place, that's definitely something that I would like to pursue, but um, it's something that I, I've, I've got so many fond memories, you know, my mum driving around, taking us to competitions and sitting in freezing cold um, halls, like village halls and hours watching girls get up on stage and compete for, for medals. And, you know, my mum just sitting there with her flask of tea and just <laughs> watching the hours go by. So um yeah that, it's it's a fond memory but definitely definitely something i want to to get back into but not, okay, not your your, your mum is just the most awesome recurring she's got your back uh 
presence in your life. She, she really is. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's an incredible person. As I said, you know, bringing up three kids solo, well, not solo. My, you know, my dad, my dad's still around, but you know, I think that what was really interesting seeing that dynamic, you know, dad would come in after being away on leave and, um, you know, be the fun parent and, you know, mum had to still continue with normal life. And that's where I think that kind of level of responsibility and accountability that I think that's definitely in my, my personality a little bit, you know, being, being responsible at times when you need to be, um, that definitely comes from her, not dad. (laughs) And if I may, I'd like to award you and thank you so much, by the way, this is really full of alchemy and gold and I'm loving what you're talking about. It's, it's really resonant and beautiful. Um, we're going to award you with a metaphorical cake now, Miss Claire oh, Burney. Nice. And uh, your opportunity now is to put a cherry on the cake, which is, um, and you can go where you like with this as well. It's a choice of, you know, the best advice you've ever been given, although you might have already implied that with your mum, but that's fine. Yeah. A favourite inspirational quote or something like what best advice you'd give to a younger version of yourself. It's sort of up to you to interpret, but what, what would the cherry on the cake be that you'd like to leave us with? I think I it kind of very similar to the this quote on the card from mum, but it just it really resonated with me. I remember seeing uh, a quote. I think it was just on, on a on Google. It wasn't it wasn't anything profound, but it, it said. But it came at a time when I was in Manchester having this diff, difficult year, um, and it says after after the storm comes the rainbow. And I just, I love that. I just, I just think it, it's that, that ability to, you know, know that yes, there will be stormy times and yes, you know, we're going through them right now, you know, with this whole COVID situation, but um, it will get good again and just have faith that it will turn around. I think that's, that's something that I try and hold on to. Wonderful. Is there anything else you'd like to say or add the lovely Claire Burney? No, just thank you, uh, Chris. This is uh, it's just nice, nice to, nice to talk and you know connect to you. We, people at Working Voices, we've got this this tribe where we're we're such different personalities, but there's a commonality that brings us all together. So, it's been it's been awesome. Thank you. You're very welcome. So you've been listening to the Good Listening to podcast with me, Chris Grimes, and this has been. The lovely Claire Burney. And by the way, I just have to land the slight comic thing. In my family, we've got this comic thing going on where we keep saying, hi, Chris, it's Burney. And I know your surname is Burney, but it's because back in the day, this lovely chap who's still out there uh, called um, Barney Curtis, I think he's called. But he would always ring me up and go, hi, Chris, it's Burney. <laughs> and so whenever we hear the word Bernie, randomly my daughter can ring me up sometimes and say, hi, Chris, it's Bernie, because we just used to like the fact that you, so, uh, you'll forever be even more important because you've got the, the right surname. For <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, my nickname Bernie. is Bernie, so let's let's go with that. That's it. That's the sticking there. You can take the mickey out of my surname if you want to. God, <laughs> but uh, listen, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Um, thank you very much indeed. And good night. You've been listening to the Good Listening To podcast with me, Chris Grimes. If you've enjoyed the programme, then please do subscribe on all the usual channels. There's also a dedicated Facebook group for the programme too, and I'm hosted on Buzzsprout. 
If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, then please do. And then on Twitter and Instagram, at that Chris Grimes. Also, if you'd be interested in having some coaching from me to help you level up your confidence, your personal impact or your brand, then contact me via email, chris at secondcurve.uk. So until next time, thank you for listening and goodbye.